This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Annika. On the Liverbird Sailing Podcast, I chat with awesome people who live, work, and travel on their sailboats. My guests are sharing inspiring stories and real-life advice about the lifestyle so that you and I can be better prepared for our sailing adventures. Well, here we are at the end of Season 2. Before we even get started with the final episode, I want to thank you for listening. When I started this project in June of this year, so just 6 or 7 months ago, I thought the entire podcast might be just the 10 episodes of Season 1, And I would have considered that a success just based on all the value that I personally got from it. But here we are, 24 interviews and about 45,000 downloads later, and still going strong for season three. And I continue to be very excited about this, so I just wanted to thank you all for listening this season. I will take a bit of a break over the Christmas holidays, and I hope you will be able to relax with your loved ones as well. I will be working on a few new things that I can introduce in the new year, and in all honesty, I will probably do quite a bit of editing of the season 3 episodes, which will start 5th of January. And in case you are wondering, I do spend a few hours editing each episode, not for content, because it's all good stuff that comes out from my guests, but for audio quality as that can be quite variable, as you can imagine, with the guests being on their sailboats all over the world. But I do actually quite enjoy the process, and whenever I get comments, messages, or any feedback from you guys, I know it's all worth it. And I do love to hear from you guys, so please do get in touch on Facebook or Instagram if you just want to say hi, or if you have a topic for an episode, 
or if there's something you'd like me to cover on the podcast, definitely let me know. And of course, if you have enjoyed the season of the podcast, I would most warmly invite you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen, as it does help others find the show. And yes, I have big plans for the podcast, so let's get more people listening. Okay, enough about the future of the podcast, let's wrap up season two. In this episode, I am listing some of the biggest takeaways I've taken from the interviews this season. My goal for this season was to include different approaches to the live abroad life, and this included people who are actively cruising, those who are kind of stationary liveaboards and cruise locally in their region. Um, I talked to people who took a sabbatical for a couple of years, and I was introduced to the commuter cruiser concept. This was in episode 11 with Sarah and Will Curry, who self-identify as commuter cruisers. This means that they spend six months of the year at home in Vancouver and the other six months on their boat in Mexico. I think this is a brilliant concept, especially since they have small kids and they need to spend a certain amount of time in Canada in order to stay with the Canadian healthcare system and all that. And Will and Sarah also work. You have probably heard of Hydrovane, which is their business. So they also work from their sailboat. And I think this is all very cool. It shows that the live aboard life is not all or nothing. And it's kind of a great example that you can have it all, although I am sure it is not easy. Will also said something worth remembering about the cost of cruising when he said that the lifestyle will fit whatever budget you have. I don't think that he necessarily meant that it will eat up all your money no matter what your budget is, although I'm sure that is also possible. But I think what he meant that the lifestyle is adjustable to your budget, whatever the size of your budget may be. Or at least that is the way that I prefer to understand it. And speaking of budgets, in the first episode of the season with Liz Riley, she talked about the cost of marinas in the east coast of US, as well as in Guatemala, where she was when I was chatting with her. And if I remember correctly, she said she was paying about three to 400 USD a month in Guatemala and close to a thousand or maybe it was over a thousand dollars a month in the US. And by the way, at some point, I will make a special episode that combines all the talk about the cost of cruising in one place, because I think it is so valuable to hear what kind of budgets people have in different parts of the world. Other practical aspect of the live abroad life I have really enjoyed learning was the insight into boat shopping, which was covered in a few episodes. Episode 7 with Jack and Sonia from To the Horizon, episode 14 with Patricia and David from Sailing Milagros, and the most recent episode 15 with Bryony and Ian from Red Seas. There are two pretty epic boat shopping cautionary tales from Sonia and Jack, who tried to buy a boat literally next door, and from Bryony and Ian, who traveled halfway, halfway around the world to buy a boat from a guy they met on Facebook. These stories are different, but one thing that both these couples now advise is do not, under any circumstances, do any work on the boat before you have signed your name on the dotted line. Patricia and David from Sailing Milagros, on the other hand, had a successful international boat shopping story, and they shared a lot of good tips for anyone who is thinking about buying a boat. 
One thing they underlined is to think about the implications if you are buying a boat far from home. For example, what will it mean if your friends and family are on the other continent versus two hours away? And another thing to consider if you are thinking of doing a refit, choose a boatyard that has a good community around it and people who can help you if needed. And if you are thinking about boat shopping, I would highly recommend going back to season one, episode eight, with John Neal, who talks about selecting and finding a blue water boat. That episode is absolutely full of practical tips and advice. Earlier, I mentioned the variety of approaches to live a bird life and how it doesn't have to be about selling everything and sailing off to the sunset until the end of times. I really enjoyed chatting with Julie Haidt in episode 9, and her take on this lifestyle is a two-year sabbatical to sail around Australia. What I particularly loved about Julie is that she is a woman with a plan, and I think we're quite similar in that sense. We are very goal-oriented. You wouldn't believe the spreadsheets and Gantt charts that I have for myself to help me plan for this lifestyle, because it does take a lot of planning. Anyways, uh, Julie's key piece of advice was to set a date and stick to it, no matter what. And also to tell your friends and family about your date, just to add a little bit of pressure to get everything ready for your big launch date. This season had only one expert interview with Simon Pierce from the Royal Canadian Marine Search and Rescue. Simon had some really good tips to share about safety on the water, including always being prepared and never turning your back on the ocean because it can kick your butt if you're not paying attention. Also equally important is to have the necessary equipment on board and knowing how to use them. And something really interesting that Simon mentioned with 38 years of experience as a liverboard sailor was that newer sailors have less of a sense of community and helping others. And staying on the topic of the sailing community, I had a good chat with Ryan and Sophie from Ryan and Sophie Sailing, who acknowledged that, yeah, it's pretty hard to get into the sailing community if you don't own a boat or if you don't know anyone who sails and especially if you don't live in a big sailing hub. I can definitely relate to all of that, and Sophie's advice actually was to go on a sailing expedition with someone like she had done with 59 North, and to get to know people that way. In that interview with Ryan and Sophie, we talked a lot about how they got started, so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, it is episode number four. I also asked them about the differences between sailing in the Mediterranean and the Caribbean, and they certainly raised some really good points. One of the main differences they found are the weather patterns, which in the Mediterranean change frequently, whereas in the Caribbean they could stay in the same anchorage for a lot longer. In episode 2, Erin Carey from Rome Generation PR also talked about the differences between the Mediterranean and the Caribbean. She said the biggest difference for her, because she sails with her kids, was that there are way less kid boats in Europe than there were in the Caribbean. And I guess, depending on your point of view, whether you sail with kids or not, that can be either a plus or a minus. Uh, She also acknowledged that the sailing in the Mediterranean is harder than in the Caribbean because the weather is just more difficult. 
And another point she and Ryan and Sophie pointed out is that Europe is definitely the winner when it comes to shoreside adventures, especially if you like history and European culture because it's so readily and easily accessible there. In the interview with Erin, she shares her story of becoming a liveaboard sailor and how their sabbatical turned into a lifestyle after she created a business that she can manage from anywhere in the world. And it's a really good story, and I love that she is a real-life example of creating a lifestyle that suits her and her family. Sailing has also been a lifestyle for Amanda Swan, who has become a liveaboard sailor only recently, but she has been sailing and involved in sailing-related activities her whole life. Her interview is in episode number three, and that is probably the most wide-ranging interview, like topic-wise, because Amanda has just so much experience in just about everything. We talked about rigging, because she is a rigger by trade, and I learned that you kind of need to stick with the brand of rigging that your boat has. And you can't necessarily just mix and match different brands. So that was a topic I didn't know a whole lot about. And I realized that this is yet another thing that I should learn more about. Thankfully, Amanda also shared some really good resources where I and you can go learn more about rigging and, and a few other things as well. And these days, Amanda teaches sailing in New Zealand, and her advice to us was to try to learn as much as we can without getting overwhelmed. But she also reminded me that the learning literally never stops when it comes to sailing. I have really, really loved each and every episode I've done, and I really enjoyed talking with Tanya Hackney for episode 10. It felt like sitting down with a cup of tea with an old friend, even though we had just exchanged a few messages on Facebook before we recorded the interview. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, Tanya has lived aboard her catamaran with her husband and five kids for over 10 years, and she's also written a book called Leaving the Safe Harbor, The Risks and Rewards of Raising a Family on a Boat. What I took home, so to speak, from that chat and the book is the idea that essentially life is short and unpredictable and that if you don't get out of your comfort zone or safety zone, you will most definitely miss out on the opportunity to make memories that last a lifetime. Also, something really valuable Tanya mentioned was to have something to remind you of the dream when you're still getting ready to make the transition to live a bird life. After the interview, Tanya asked me if I had a reminder of the goal, like a photo or a painting of a sailboat or something, and I realized that I don't. But then, of course, I also realized that for me, this podcast is that important and constant reminder of the lifestyle that I work towards. So if you are listening right now, you are very much part of that, which is kind of a fun concept when you think about it. One topic that came up a few times this season was mentors. There were a few people who had worked with a mentor, and Kayleen Vandery in episode 8 spoke more about the importance of having one. For Kayleen, the mentor was her dad, which I think is so special. Another interesting thing about Kayleen's story is that she had had three boats in four years as she has upgraded along the way and continued to look for the boat that suits her lifestyle. 
And of course, she's healing. Healing is based in British Columbia, Canada. We talked about spending winters on board, which sounds like a challenge. Yeah, not gonna lie about that. It has made me seriously rethink whether I would start my sailing journey from the west coast. I also talk about winters in the Pacific Northwest in episode 13 with Daniel and Ryan from SV Bangaran. I'm pretty sure that they agree that winters on board in that region are just really tough. With Daniel and Ryan, we talk a little bit more about the challenges in the liveaboard life and why it's still absolutely worth it.、Uh, this season, there were not that many people who sailed with pets, and I definitely want to include more of the next season because my partner Adam and I will sail with our little dog. There is, however, one full episode that is all about animals, and that is episode number five with Dr. Shetty, the sailing vet. Who literally cruises along the Central American and Mexican coast, saving animals wherever she goes. She provides all the veterinary care for free, and in the episode, she also shares good tips for us who are planning to cruise with our pets, like what kind of medication pet owners should have on board, and generally what to look out for when we are traveling in these regions. And finally, for episode number six, I had the great honor to interview. A true life sailing legend, Lynn Party. In case you are wondering, yes, her saying of "Go simple, go small, go now" still applies and is accurate. And the key takeaway from Lynn's interview was that once you get started, there is just no way of knowing where you'll end up, and that is the beauty and reward of living an adventurous life. I'd like to thank all my guests and everyone who has tuned in to listen this season. I would love to know which episode you found most valuable or entertaining, or what were your key takeaways from these interviews. If you want to let me know, just come find me on social media as Liverbird Sailing Podcast. And yes, if you do like the show, please do share it with somebody who you think might find it valuable, or consider leaving a review on your podcast app. And that, my friends, concludes season two. I hope you have a lovely holiday season, and I will see you in the new year. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands, and the best part—they're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns on your next order. That's quince.com/upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.